B500, get into the wild card. 86 got the Phillies all the way to the World Series. He's a break it to you, man. I don't think it was your vision. Tipo, un kawaii. This podcast is perfectly named, I would say. I hate to make excuses for Sandy and the rest of the pitchers. No, you don't. You've been doing it all year. I do. I do hate it. I'm just going to say it. fucking hitting bombs to fucking Diocho. Like, inject that to my veins. If that continues, there's no way we make the playoffs. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 26. Well, I'm off. 27 of the Battered Barnets Fans podcast. I'll update that in a second. Uh, we are talking playoff baseball. How are you guys doing? Let's start over here with Cali. I'm doing great, baby. I mean, I, I know I was one at certain points. I just got incredibly pessimistic. I, I believe um, the episode we had with Eli that I thought our playoff chances were over, but I am happily eating crow. Ready to fucking talk some Marlins right now. Shit. How you Should doing, be. Spaz? Ultimate optimist. Uh, my what? What does somebody call it? Spazativity. Spazativity. <laughs> I, <laughs> I trademarked that one. Patent <laughs> pending. Spazativity got us to the playoffs, man. So we got a we got a lot to cover from the past couple of days, but I'm excited. I'm about as happy as I've been as a Marlins fan in a very long time. So, stoked. for sure. I- and what about you, Brighton? You've been waiting oh. what, 20 years for, for the thing to go down. You were at Dry Pink Stadium when you found out. How you doing? Yeah, I think I, I think I put out videos every time we took the lead. I was wearing my kilt. I was. It was the only time I've ever been at a live sporting event and watched another sporting event. Uh, because I, I just I had to see it. I had to see us clinch. And, man, it felt so goddamn good. <laughs> it, it really did and yeah we got in and it was it was sweet that we got in and we got in a day early right because everybody thought that it might come down to the last day it might even come down no, to no. monday not everybody thought it would come in who told you we would clinch the day before and we would per- we would lose the last game of the season this guy <laughs> right there well i i'm feeling good we're talking playoffs and i mean episode number one I mean, I, I know that everybody thought that I was a little crazy when I suggested playoffs, but we're here, baby. So let's talk. Oh, do you guys even want to bother yeah. talking about the Pirate Series? The Pirate Series, we won enough games to make it. We're in the playoffs now. How do you guys feel after 20 years of misery? Because I, I can't talk about the last 20 years like you guys can. So, Brian, how do you feel after finally getting over that hump? 20 years. Even Does 2020 <sighs> count? It wasn't no. a full season. I don't oh, okay. count it. No, no, that, that, it, it and, never and I used to. I used to count it, but the way I felt when we clinched the playoffs this time, 2020 doesn't count. Like, th- it was just – it was incredible. Like, just to, at the start of the season, we all like, oh, yeah, we're going to win the – we're going to make the playoffs, la, la, la. You know, 86 wins and we're in. And, like, I, we said it, but, like, did we really think we would be here? Like, yes. we wanted to be positive and stuff, like – you know, I I hoped we would be here, but I didn't know. And just that feeling of clinching is just like, man, we are so goddamn good. And we did this without Sandy, without Yuri, without Trevor Rogers. And like Kim, bringing in Berger and Bell at the deadline, man. If that woman doesn't win GM of the year, the voting is a goddamn travesty. Same with Skip is there for anybody being else? manager of the year. No, the rest of them all got possibly win that. No, I mean, they all could... got ripped off by Kim. 
<laughs> I was gonna say that you could make an argument for maybe the Orioles, but just because they, again, that GM didn't do shit. That's fair. Well, they drafted fantastic. All most of those oh, guys wow. are or homegrown guy. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, if, I'm if you, playing devil's advocate. I think it should be Kim. Listen, but. we all know you're going based off of just the DC area. I'm ready to prime myself <laughs> to go full Orioles, baby. We're gonna have battered Orioles in 2024. Just don't go Nats. <laughs> no, never Nats. No, you got You got to go Orioles. You got to go Orioles. I'm always a Marlins, uh, but I'll, I'll 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 support the Orioles. My dad was an well, Orioles we... fan before the Marlins came to be, so there there is a connection there. Revelation are, are coming out. <laughs> Callie, how are you feeling once we finally clinched? Man, I this is this is gonna sound strange, man, but I don't I don't care. I I didn't expect to get as emotional as I did. Um okay. I remember I remember like two outs, Tanner Scott digging in. I stood up and I was standing in front of the TV. I had my phone on, I gotta record this moment. And man, strike three, and I just like I, I got choked up. I teared up. I'm like, man, like it, it really kind of came full circle. Like growing up as a kid, because when the Marlins were were dominant. <laughs> oh, Emo Cali, you were you so right. Emo Cali, yes. Um, it's like this. Yeah, but well, I'll pull up a picture for you guys in a minute. But um. Yeah, man, it it was tough not to get choked up, seeing the guys celebrate, seeing the playoff shirts and hats come out, seeing the celebration in the in the clubhouse and all those guys just coming together, man. And and you know, maybe this team doesn't have the talent that we did in twenty in uh two thousand three or in, in ninety seven. Ninety seven. This this team, like you can tell that these guys like ride and die for one another. You know, every single guy in the clubhouse when they interviewed, I understand there's a bit of like media training and stuff there, but every single one of them were just like pointing to one another saying like, we did this together because we're all bought in. And you can tell that everyone, all the players and, and even front office, Kim, everyone is, is bought into what Skip wants to do in this club. So it, it was awesome. It was Again, it was hard not to get emotional. Like, man, we've waited. To, like, again, I don't count 2020. I don't think anybody does. It was a weird time for everybody. Shortened season. All that stuff. But to see this, like, you know, and, and be able to share this moment with so many people, it, it, it was incredible, man. I, I can't explain it. Even, no matter what happens from here on, from, from this point forward, um, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just so damn happy. Although I did buy the ticket for game one of the NLDS already, so. Yeah, which would be next Wednesday if yeah. uh, if they were to make it. But yeah. um, I told my wife I'm not asking for permission. I'm not letting you. I'm letting I'm you going. know. I'm letting you know where I will be Wednesday once we. Yeah. No, I get that. Now that you bring that up, it's it's a transition. I was going to go over here to Spaz real quick and ask you one how you felt, but also, does it annoy you at all that we were there, watching them play against the Mets in a half-empty stadium? And then all of a sudden, you see all these watch parties, and the, the people are just like, it just crowds of people watching. It annoys me. I wish that they would be there. Like, it, we got to win a playoff race. Why did they wait till the very last day to go to these watch Listen. parties? Why can't we Miami, get that support baby. at least uh, it, up, it, at least just, a week ahead of time? A week. Yeah, it's just it, it, it's just a, the most Miami thing ever. And the thing is that no one trusts the Marlins. Like everyone. Yeah. Because no one wants to forget about that one thing that happened or whatever reason they hate the, the one thing. Well, you know what I mean. 
There's a lot of trauma there's associated a, with the Marlins. Yes, I was of, one of those people till this season. Let's be right, very clear that did not come to the stadium money. because of that shit. Season is absolutely you, right. They're not getting my money. This and that, blah, blah. and it's it's always more towards the Marlins than anybody else. Which fine, I get it. So like, I, I I'm kind of annoyed by it, but not really because anything to get out there and support these guys, I really do deserve it. Um, but I, I told you guys, and I, I sent out a tweet. I I didn't even watch the game. I had a I had a some like uh, family stuff and birthday stuff. So by the time I actually looked at my phone, I had your text messages. I had some other friends' text messages, and then I checked Twitter, and the first thing I saw was um, Marlins radio Kyle Seelaf and Jessica Blaylock that that video of yeah. him calling that last strikeout. And I don't know why Cali's so like, this is gonna sound weird. I was sobbing. Fuck that. I was like yeah. sobbing, dude, <laughs> at two in the morning because that's when I saw it. <laughs> My wife looks at me. She's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "No, at all." It it was a great moment, man. I it, it was. By the way, I got was, a picture of emo Cali look at, here. Look at that. Oh God, we're gonna have to mark this explicit. There's what emo is, Cali. What what is that? That's Cali. That's emo Cali. That's me with iron hair. That's him suffering oh. like a 2005 Marlins baseball or something. <laughs> Suffering, so, well, actually, we were we were pretty decent in those years. Those were like the Dan Ugla, like Cody Ross years. But yeah. no, it's just um, being full of teenage angst at the time. And to, to Adrian's point, real quick, the game that I went to it with with Spaz, it was it felt heavy in playoff implications. We needed a win, and it was a Tuesday. No Inter Miami or Dolphin game. I get it, but it's just it just annoys me. That's all. No, it, uh, it, 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 I also don't think I, don't, I also don't think those are comparative markets, if if you will, like. I don't, I don't know how much crossover there is between Marlins. I think Marlins and Dolphins, yes, but Dolphins only play once a week. Whereas Marlins and Inter-Miami, I don't know how much overlap there is between fan bases there. Yeah, I don't think true. so. No, yeah, I don't think. I think, I, think, I, think all, I think us four are very much the exception more than the rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, well, I think, I think what changes part. that is messy, though. Like, I don't, don't, don't get me started. Oh my god. Yes. Let's move on. All right. Let's let's talk about uh better things like uh Callie brought up a great point, like Burger's nickname in that locker room, man. Hamburguesa. I love it. That was when I bro, when I heard Arise call him Hamburguesa, I cackled. I was straight up laughing like an asshole. And did you see my wife even my wife came was like, Are you okay? I'm like, I'm like, I'm not. This is the greatest, this is a fantastic night. If I don't know if you guys follow Burger's wife on Twitter, but no, she, but I saw the shirt. Um, yeah, they made a shirt, and it's like a hamburger. Mm-hmm, it's like supposed to be like a play on. Yeah, it's so good. It you guys, well I, done I haven't seen it. that. That was very yeah. well done. Yes, I saw that. That was really nice. Um, so go ahead, Spaz. Oh no, I was gonna just say that they did like a little interview earlier on where like they're asking players like to sing a song or whatever, and the <laughs> the girl that's interviewing doesn't even call him burgers she she just goes a burguesa sing a song and i'm like dude i hope that catches on and like because the rise started he is hamburguesa now yeah yeah it's so good but that, yeah i like it all right uh so i guess before we start talking playoffs just in general how do you feel about the season i know obviously we're happy that they made the playoffs how do you feel about the season in general cali I mean, um, we had we had a young stud come up, Yuri. We had unfortunate injuries. We had a 14-game over 500 uh, record disappear. How do you feel overall about the season? I think I need the season to, like, officially end for me to, like, really analyze and give, like, a real postmortem of, of, of the season. Yeah. But 
I mean, what struck me the most is, you know, barring that that bad return from the All-Star break, we've been pretty damn consistent as a team, man. Like yeah. you, you don't you don't you don't reach, you know, 85 wins being inconsistent. You know, you don't you don't get over 500 being inconsistent. And you know, you you eliminate that that what what was that like a set like a seven game stretch that we were just absolutely abysmal whatever it was. You know, we we may be dancing around 90 wins, you know, and um but you know, I think I think we this is this is a team that like and this was a year that you can the the the, the culture culture shift within the club was palatable. Like you can, you can see the players playing differently. You can see even the front office operating differently. We, we were buyers. Um, guys were playing hard. You know, we had, uh, again, Solaire, 36 bombs. Um, you know, Jazz had a great year despite the injuries. You know, 19 bombs in 97 games. Uh, Batting Arise, champion. Yeah, Arise having, you know, an astronomical year. Uh, Braxton Garrett, Jesus Lazardo, both having fantastic years. Sandy was up and down, but it, but the fact that we still got to this point with not having Sandy at his best and having only like a very small sample size of Yuri, who was fantastic in his time that he was playing with us, you know, it, it's it I, it's very hard to find something negative to say about the season. You know, um, again, whatever happens now, it, it, it's all gravy. We always talk about we just wanted to get here. Mm-hmm. We've been saying that from the get-go. We just want to get here. Every anything that happens beyond this point is a bonus, you know. And we'll get into the Philly series in a little bit, but um, yeah, I, I'm super, super pleased with this. I I cannot I cannot ask for more. Uh, outside of the post All Star break, I also don't think that you can find many negatives. Uh, any takeaways, or what were your overall takeaways from the seasons, uh, Brian? Uh you know. It's gonna be tainted as <laughs> it's gonna be tainted as being very positive right now because we're coming off a high and and when we do our post season show, I'll probably have different thoughts. But you know, kind of to Callie's point, like I feel like this season in all facets has been like a building block to more. Like the team really made an effort to like go out and connect with the fan bases. Like they nailed all their marketing for this season, like with all the theme nights, with the teal Fridays, with the, you know, city connect Jersey on Saturdays, like they nailed their marketing. Then they go out and do things like they added, um, breastfeeding rooms and, um, uh, God, what do they call it for the sensory deprivation rooms? Yes. For, for people who just can't handle all that noise and need a place to decompress, like things like that, like, and those will get overlooked as like just things that happen, but I'm glad you're bringing them up though. But teams don't do that if they don't care about the fan base. And like, that's always what was my problem with the Marlins is I never felt valued, but little things like that, like start bringing other people in. And I think part of that is what we saw, like those huge crowds mid season when we were just like world beaters and we've gotten to this point very much like, are not our best self. Like yeah. we had no Sandy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Mike, that's exactly why I called Spazzy out on the one thing comment. <laughs> but 
you know, I think I think when we look back at the season, like, and maybe we look back at it a couple years from now, we're going to say the Battered Marlin podcast really was a catalyst for all of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like, I, I think we're going to look back and we're going to say, like, this was the season that started something. Like, I agree. Oh, three for the Marlins felt great, but I don't know if I ever, I don't think I felt like it was a catalyst for more because like now we went out at the all-star break, we bought players, like we've got controllable assets. And then next season, you look at our rotation, we're adding Sandy back, Yuri back for a full season. Cause there's no way he's getting shut down next year. Trevor, there's no. Max Myers. Eddie Cabrera, if he can get his shit together. And the myth that is six, though. Six, yeah. wow. the myth, the myth. And I, I would be shocked if we don't go out and pick up another arm. And, you know, like, we need a closer is what we need. Well, Tanner Scott's done all right, man. Like, I'm, I'm okay. He did with all right that. last year, also, until he didn't. Listen, that man, his wife had a baby and he was still like two weeks ago. For us. No, it wasn't like two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, it was maybe while they were on the Mets road trip. On the yeah, Mets right. road trip, it was much and He didn't go that. home. He closed that night. Uh, uh, well, like- I appreciate him for that. I'm just saying, like, I mean, everybody got babies. <laughs> uh, Spaz, takeaways from this year. Uh, no, I mean, Callie and Branson did a good job of explaining everything. Uh, they also added the uh, the museum, which was like a huge thing for you know. It, it was very nice seeing that yes. they did that, and uh, it was a big sure draw for a nice lot of touch. people. I mean, there was everyone loved it. I had, I have not heard one person say a bad word about it. Um, I was reading a tweet earlier on from Fish Army, and uh, they said something like, "If you would have told me at the beginning of the season that I would have um, postseason tickets, you know, for the Marlins right now, I wouldn't have believed you. I would have laughed in your face." And it's 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 crazy it's crazy we're just happy to be here and the same thing i I bought the tickets i have i have tickets for you know hopefully we make it through but i have tickets for wednesday and thursday and it feels surreal in 20 years i have not been to a postseason game like a baseball game so that'll be the the first game ever at this ballpark playoff wise the the last time it was at joe robbie stadium and it was i mean that house was rocking man and because that 2020 thing was where was it in houston or something i forgot where it was that they played that that weird i think it was right we beat the cubs and then we got our asses absolutely kicked in uh i I, I guess yeah against the rays right i I just think that was stupid i mean obviously i understand the the pandemic played a part in it but that was such a weird weird but yes we're in it we're happy, and like Alejandro said, we have to make it through the NL East to make, if any, hopes for the World Series. Kind of the way it kind of played out, but I don't know about you guys, but I kind of like it this way. Well, With I wanted Philly from the beginning. Well, because when you're a team that is is like an underdog, right? Where like out of the twelve teams that made it, I think everybody looks at the Marlins like, ah, well, they're probably the easiest out. I want to play against a team that we're familiar with, a team that we've played four series already with, that we're familiar with them. We we got plenty to look back on we won the 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 regular season series against them seven to six so i'm happy that we're playing against the phillies and i know everybody's scared of the braves but i'm happy that if we somehow get past the phillies that we go on to another nl east opponent because i like the familiarity i think that that is something that we can play off of because i i think the one tomorrow is playing with house money and i also think that because they're so familiar with these teams i think that if they're going to sub I guess the surprise is, is not the right word. But if we have a chance against somebody, I think it's somebody like the Braves. 
and the Phillies, even though they're, they're look, I know, I know, I know the face you're giving me, Cali. We just swept them. Was it in Atlanta? Was it? Oh no, at home. We swept them at home. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But I feel like the familiarity helps. I know Acuna is a monster. I know the Braves are the, probably the best team in the league, but I like the familiarity, and and that's what I'm kind of leaning into that. But we got the Phillies first, so I guess let's get into the Phillies. We're playing the Phillies. Starts tomorrow. Three games. Well, two games, a third if necessary, all in Philadelphia, all primetime games, which I think is sexy as hell. And um, I was when I get ready for shows like this, I like to see what the opposing teams are thinking. I right? like the podcast and stuff. So I kind of tuned into Philly radio and Philly podcast all day today to hear what they're saying. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> uh, because I, I like to hear what they're saying. I like to hear what, what their thoughts are, what their what their worries about their teams are and whatnot. And for the most part, it's a consensus. Everybody feels like they should win and that if they don't, it's an embarrassment, right? And I feel like uh, I hope that the players feel the same way. They're all saying that the Marlins aren't ready for the environment that it is Philadelphia. Now, I don't know why Philadelphia thinks so highly of themselves. I'm sure it's not going to be any more hype than any other stadium that we would play in is. So they got to get over that. Also, they also think that for some reason there's a home field advantage there. We've played Philadelphia two series in the regular season, total of six games. Both those series we took two out of three. So they can go ahead and suck it with that one also. So I do feel confident going into it, and we can get into the specifics in a second, but I kind of just want to get overall feel. How do you feel about us matching up against the Phillies? Uh, I'll start with Brand. Brand, how do you feel about our matchup against the Phillies? I feel great. Listen, we got Lazardo going game one, Brax going game two. I don't think we need a game three. Oh, I, okay. Right. Well, that's how I like that. Okay. I don't I I love don't the think Phillies are that Very great. Too. I don't think the uh, Phillies are that great. I really don't. Like, if you told me, like, we were having to pick between the Brewers and the Phillies, I'm more scared of the Brewers. The Brewers have a better pitching staff. You know, yeah, Nola is going to be a problem going up against, but I think we have a better bullpen. Um, our bullpen actually, Hey, we got a day off today. <laughs> you know, we didn't put any real starters on Sunday. Like, I feel like we're well rested. Like I saw the interviews with the team this week. They looked, they, today they look great. Like they looked like they were a good nervous in my opinion. And like Skip said, like, if you're not nervous, you don't feel anything. And I, I really feel like if there was a path to the past this round, I think, the Phillies give us the best shot. And, and so, you know, I'm going to continue to be optimistic and say, you know, Lazardo and Brax are going to step the hell up and we're going to move past the Phillies and we'll be standing there Wednesday with each other, taking a picture right there in the, in the Budweiser bar or someplace because <laughs> I, I'm not worried about the Phillies. Spaz, how do you feel about the, the Philly series? Uh, I, I, I wish I felt as confident as, uh, as Brandon. <laughs> have another drink you'll get there <laughs> mondays are my detox day <laughs> i need one detox day um I, I think we i think we can take them um in the three game series I, i'm I, I think we're good there um i just want to beat the shit out of them for the whole bottom feeders thing and they always want to touch yeah. me. i've hated them they're the team that i've hated the most through, throughout my entire marlins fandom so i think we can take care of them um you know, I, I think it goes three three games. Uh, hopefully, we take care of it at home, and we're you know, I mean, hopefully, we take care of it in the first two. Excuse me. 
and then bring it home for next Wednesday and Thursday against those idiots. So I'm feeling good about it. Uh, Cali, uh, from what I heard everybody in Philadelphia talking about, I think they feel well, on their end as bad as we do good about Braxton starting game two. I think they are thinking, although they feel like they should win this series, the majority of them think it might go three because of Braxton game two against Nola. But they are feeling very confident with Zach Wheeler against Lazardo tomorrow. How are you feeling in general about the series? Um, I mean, to be fair, if I'm the Phillies fan, if, if I'm a Phillies fan and I see that we're matching up against the Marlins, I'm probably a little more excited too. Again, we're, we're the Cinderella story. We're the underdog. We're, we're the team that wasn't supposed to be here, but we got in. But um, to Juan's point in the chat, um, we match up really well, and I, you know, the series records proves it. Again, we 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 won we won the series. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of lefty bats. Um, they have some very good bats. They they hit a lot of home runs. Uh, they have uh six guys with twenty plus. Kyle Schwarber, the the absolute anomaly this year, has forty seven bombs, one hundred and four RBI. He's been walked 126 times, but he's struck out 215 times, and he's batting a buck 97. 97. Mm-hmm. You know, which is just, uh, just I, I can't. He, 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 he's all or nothing. He's, he's go big or go home. But he, he when he finds barrel, he's and his he's ass is going home. Yeah. But I feel like those type of players aren't as productive in the postseason. So the my thing with Schwarber is that he's won before. He's been in the playoffs plenty, um, but. Um, yeah, Mitch, I was, I was going to get to that. Thank you. Um, the Phillies are, I have it here in front of me. They are eighth in the league in strikeouts. Uh, we hit better than they did as a team this year. We have a higher average, higher Mm -hmm. average. Um, they are uh, eighth also in, in home runs. So they're, but they're also, very high on the list in terms of uh, strikeouts. Let me see. They are. I just had it here. They and, are eighth in. Well, they're they're consistent. They're eighth in strikeouts as well. Um, you know, it, they have a lot of experience. They're a team that that's been in the World Series. Um, but I do think the one-two punch of Lazardo and and Garrett is going to be tough for them. They just don't hit lefties well. Schwarber in particular does not hit lefties well. Um, so what I think it comes to beyond that, it's going to be coaching. Can can Skip do it in his first year? And, and I and I think he can. He's, he's a guy that seems to have ice in his veins, and uh, he, he's got to make the right lineup, make the right moves, send out the right guys. And, man, if 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 Liz- I love having a one-two punch with Lazardo and Garrett against philadelphia specifically and i think that's where it's going to be won and lost so mm-hmm. i'm i'm feeling good i'm cautiously optimistic um again anything that happens beyond now is it's a bonus it's it's gravy at this point but um i'm feeling good i'm feeling i'm feeling cautiously optimistic i think we i i don't i don't think anyone should be terribly surprised if we win the series um but the onus is on them they you know if I was them, I'd probably be confident too. But this this is a Marlins team that can hit. We've shown that we can hit. Um, we we hit amongst the best with them. I think we're we're fifth in the league in average. Um, you know, I see no reason why we we can't do it over there, especially considering we've we're you know we're better than they are at, at their at their place statistically this year. So, and to piggyback off of what you were saying uh, with Schwarber, he hit forty seven home runs. 
but 32 of those came off of right-handed pitching. Yeah. Like, he doesn't perform as well against left-handed pitchers. And historically, I think every team that has ever led the league in home runs in the regular season has never won the World Series. It's a different like, – I think baseball yeah. is the one game that changes so drastically once you get to the postseason. Like, it's small ball. It's pitching wins games, not the, the long ball. So I'm not too worried about their power hitting. I, I think that if Lizardo's on, obviously I'd feel a lot better if Sandy was playing, right? And I don't know what's going on with the health of Arise, but I think that things change once you're in the postseason, and I, and I feel pretty confident. I mean, they're saying that our inexperience, I don't think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think they have a World Series MVP on their roster, do they? Nope. We do. No. We do. We have that. We have experience. Yes, maybe it isn't as, as much as they do, but we do have some experience. We have a World Series MVP on our roster. So I, I feel pretty good. And, um, I mean, I, I think the pitching goes to Aaron when Braxton's on the mound. Obviously, Zach Wheeler game one is for them. But let's say hypothetically they split. We go to game three. Cabrera, if he has some command, I love Cabrera on the mound when he has some command going. I don't want to see David Robertson out there at any point. When he was a Met, he would constantly get blown up in Philadelphia. They're praying to see David Robertson. He better not see the mound in this series. So I'm feeling good. Now, what I do think if we have a benefit is if they go Taiwan Walker game three. Because apparently that's who they might be leaning towards. Because Chris Sanchez, although he's been one of the better pitchers, they've been putting him in the bullpen recently. So I don't know about that. Um, and I, I, do you think Jeez, we see Cueto? No. <laughs> I mean, I hope not. If we, if we if see Cueto, gonna... it's out of the bullpen. And yeah, it's because yeah. somebody really screwed up in inning one or two. Well, that's I, I'm, it. But I'm okay with that. I just don't want Cueto starting and getting. He won't. Yeah. Cabrera is going to be the third starter. 100%. You, well, go ahead. you have to trust, like, when, when Cabrera is on, that man is on. When Cueto is on, he's getting rocked for six runs. <laughs> like, yeah, but. I mean, both scare me. Cabrera just scares me less. <laughs> so listen, oh, I really we don't we don't need game three. We got Lazardo's going to strike the hell out of that team. Game one, Branton, and I, Brax. I, I, we win like eighty percent of the time when Brax starts. That's this, well. I think that that's why everybody, Philadelphia people uh, or you know radio or whatever personalities feel the same that they feel like Brax could steal one. So yeah. if we can manage to win tomorrow's start against Lazardo, all of a sudden I start feeling really good about this series. I yeah. think game one is gonna be that key. To be to play devil's advocate a little bit, uh with Cueto, um like the, the only re- the the only reason I would think that Skip would start Cueto in game three was is solely based off of experience. Um Again, I don't think that's the right move. If we're going to game three and we trot Cueto out there, I am not going to be optimistic. But again, I if if he says, "Hey, we want the guy that's that that's been that's been here before, who's done it before," okay. let, let's throw Cueto out there. So look, if Skip is if if Skip can't decide between Cabrera and and uh, Cueto, he he has to do a bullpen day. If we do, if we go Johnny Holstaff in the playoffs, I am going to throw myself off of the top of Lone Depot. The the positive is that in the in the postseason you get that quick pull, right? Like we're yeah. not playing around, especially if Short it's a game three, short leash. 
like, cider uh, than the, the, the leash is short. So, and, and he, uh, generally, when he, when Cueto's on the mound, you know it's a bullpen day. So, you got somebody warming up anyway, probably. So, uh, I definitely think that the short leash will be out there. And, um, you know, I I understand that the Phillies lineup is strong from top to bottom. They're, they're left. It's a good have, lineup. We, we, we yeah, can't, we I mean, can't, there's no way to be around the bush. It's a, it's a very good lineup. And towards and the end, didn't they get like even hotter? Like, weren't they super hot coming into the end of the season? Uh, that I can't tell you. I, that I'm not sure. I, I would, I would assume so because yeah, they ended up with 90 wins. These games, they picked up some heat at the end. But I mean, I, I'm still very positive about the series coming up. Uh, Luis Arise, do you think he plays? 100%. Have you heard anything? I, I okay. man, I would hope he thugs it out and, and he goes out there. I mean. Even if it's one of those things that we just we, we like you know throw them at first or something and DH Bell and kind of like yeah. play, play checkers a little bit and, and figure out the lineup, um, or even DH him, you know, um, yeah, it, you know, I I think if if Arise is at sixty percent, I think you you try to and I think I think Arise would get in Skip's face and say you have to put me in the fucking lineup. Yeah, and, and I, I'm I, all I for playing my DH. I am all for putting my DH. One one last thing that I picked up from listening to All Philly Radio today, they are all very fearful of Josh Bell. Now I don't know the history there, but apparently he is a Phillies killer. He's a Philly killer, apparently. With so, the Pirates, with the Nationals, he's a uh, he's and, definitely and with a Philly the Padres, killer. and with the so, Padres. So apparently he's their he's Chipper Jones. So that that is the one name that kept coming up as that they're fearful of the uh, of Josh Bell. So. The, there's Josh that. Bell's a guy that's been there before. He's he's uh, a lot of years, a lot of at bats under that belt, man. That there's there's not a and to to be fair with some of their concerns, yeah, we don't have a lot of guys that have been in the postseason before, but we have plenty of guys who have and who've had significant experience in the postseason. Mm-hmm. And I think, man, the the thing is, it's, it's the postseason, man. Like you, you're if you're there, you got a chance. If you're there, you got a prayer, man. You still have to show up. You have to play nine innings. And just fucking win, baby. Just just keep playing. Just keep playing the game. And that's it, man. Yeah. Anything can happen. Like uh, I believe it was Mitch in the chat mentioned. You know, 2003 Marlins were never supposed to be there. 2015 Royals were never supposed to be there again. And George Solar was on, and George Solar was on that team as well. You know, um, there's no reason. I mean, it's it's not an it's not an insane thought. I think a wild card team can can make a run. And and you know. And even moving beyond Philly, if, if we get past Philly, what's the break? So we'd have to play them anyway. Like, it doesn't matter. You still have to win the series. So it doesn't fucking matter who lines up next, whether it's the, the the Braves, the Dodgers, whoever the hell comes next. It doesn't matter because you have to play them and you have to win anyways. And so. Mitch, that, that that's what we were bringing up. Literally, episode one of this show earlier this season was the Phillies got 86 wins, snuck into the playoffs, and made it to the World Series. So we said... The goal is 86 wins because if the Phillies did it last year, we could do it this year. And who would have thought we're playing the Phillies to start this, uh, the playoffs? Be- between, so guess- between Mitch in the comments and finding out that uh, that Josh Bell's a Philly killer, now now I, we're, we're taking game one and two. We're fucking winning. Thanks, Spaz. Spazitivity. <laughs> Spaz snuck a whiskey into, into the into his recording studio here. He's if ready. we somehow win game one, I'm feeling really good. Yeah, I'm feeling if really we, good with Braxton if, going game two. If we would, and not and not even for us as fans, but if M- the Marlins can go into Philly and win game one, you have to imagine the adrenaline's pumping. All of a sudden, they're looking around, and you're telling each other, "We can fucking do this." 
you know, it, that it's Philly, like not not even just the player, the fans in the stadium. Philly is one of those shitty ass sports cities that just is used to just something going wrong. Philly trash like, is a real thing, man. A hundred percent. Like they when they when the Sixers played against the Heat in the second round of the playoffs last year, they're like, thank God they eliminated the Bucks for us. And what happened? <laughs> that he tossed them out and went on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like Philly is just a miserable sports city. So if they lose game one, all it takes is one early run taking a 1-0 lead, and that stadium will die. Like the energy yeah. will completely leave the stadium. So game one is crucial if we can somehow steal that. Yeah, but and even, I guess, even statistically, like the, whoever wins game one more often than not. A three game series for sure. Yeah, more often than not. But even if it's a loss, but let's say it's a 5-4 loss and we're trading blows with them, whatever the case. Like, you go into the clubhouse after the game, like, hey, we're, we're in this. You know, the, the thing is, it's like, what we can't do is we can't play bad tomorrow. We can't play yeah. poorly. Right. You know. Um, we can't but get if, blown out. But Yeah, if, we can't if, have one you, of those. Even if you keep it close, you guys, you know, after, even if it's a loss, you go back into the, the clubhouse and you look around like, guys, you know, yeah, the, our back's against the wall. But, you know, anything, it, like Mitch said, anything can happen. Literally, like, you just have to show up and play nine innings and they have to play nine innings too. And you know what? The Marlins are a team with nothing to lose, which are often the most dangerous because we're, we were never supposed to be here. So I expect them to play hard. I expect them to yeah. play aggressive because at this point, it, it we're in fuck it mode, bro. If we win, we win. Great. But we're going to fucking give it everything we have. And that's all I want. You know, I want to see a competitive yeah. series, you know. Um, but yeah, man, if, man, if we pull that out tomorrow, oof, you know, we, get, we get a hot start tomorrow. You know, they're looking around in the dugout. They're, they're talking to each other. Hey, we're, we're lighting these motherfuckers up like a Christmas tree. We're, and we're going to send yeah. them crying to fucking Patrogino's after the game. So, like, I love, Pats. I love our chances in a three game series. Um, you know, when we get to a five game series, seven game series, I'm very much less confident yeah, just because of the, much, just because best. of our pitching staff right now. Yeah. But, you know, I think like we can absolutely go out there and make some noise against Philly. And, you know, as we've said, like, this is just gravy, man. I'm just here for the, the vibes at this point. <laughs> I mean, look, episode number one, all I wanted was to be able to make a graphic with the trophy on the bottom. Yeah. Like, there it we is. Did it, baby. We're, and we're, knowing we're you, you had this made up game. See, yeah. Episode one. <laughs> I did. Well, not episode one, but like a month ago, I was like, I, I'm going to have that trophy right there. And then I, I failed because the episode started and they didn't have it up. So whatever. All right. Uh, so prediction time. Spaz, the ultimate optimist. How are we feeling about this series? And uh, you know what? Let's change it up. How are you feeling about the series? And since we're only talking about this series and the next two to three games, series and the player that you think is going to play best for us or stand out for us, who's going to just do it for us? Uh, so I think we take game one and two and we we just oh, we I take care it. of business. I love it. Uh, I doubt it, but I love it. <laughs> and, uh, dude, I think the player that's uh, – it's going to be birdie ball. I think it's going to be birdie Ooh, ball. Gonna, I love it. Yeah, well, yeah. I will tell you, he is the hottest player over the last month. He's bad over the last month, mm-hmm. batting 365, seven RBIs, four home runs. Uh, three, yeah. He's in a groove, man. He's, yeah, he's man. Cool. So I think birdie ball is going to get us uh, get us a lot of RBIs, hopefully. Uh, and then uh, we, we bring it back home. Over the last month, we've been, we've been, we've been raking. Josh Bell's batting 275, Berger 289, Rice 344, Solar 350. 
uh jazz 250 man we hopefully we can keep it going because over the not last bad. month that, all. All, the, the bats have been going uh Branton, prediction and that one player that's just gonna stand out and do it for us it's gonna be 2-0 man we don't need the game three it's Oof, not gonna okay. get to it's not gonna get there uh, and and the player who's gonna make the biggest difference for us is gonna be Berger. I I fully respect yep. my boy. <laughs> yeah, my white ass will butcher the hell out of that, so I'm not gonna say it. But yeah, Berger's gonna Berger's gonna do it for us. I think he's gonna continue his hot streak, and I see at least one homer in the next two games from him. Probably a clutch one to take the lead in game one, and that will deflate the Phillies in game two. All right, and uh, Cali, prediction um, that one guy. I'm I'll I'll be the, the the devil's advocate here. I think two to I'm gonna say two to one. I, I think we win the series because um, I have no other choice but to believe. Um, I think I, I man, Jazz has been swinging it really really fucking well lately. This is his coming um, out party. Yeah, and I think like him being kind of the face of the franchise, I think this is like Jazz kind of putting himself on the map. Like aside from that, will be the show cover. It's him saying like, "Hey guys, I'm not just a flashy player down in Miami. Like I'm a fucking ball player. I'm a fucking dog." And you know, and and he's gonna do it. So I'm gonna say two one, and and Jazz is the guy that that straps it on. But just a Brenton's thought, like I can't imagine like we're in like a like a like a like a four three game. We're down. It's like the the bottom of the eighth or something, or and then Berger just fucking knocks a two a two run banger into left center, and you you just hear the oxygen leave fucking Citizens Bank Park. Brian Delacruz it never comes back. Yeah, DLC is due. It collapses like a fucking submarine full of rich people. <laughs> I'll tell you who else I think is due. Jesus Sanchez, I think is due because he's fallen off a bit. Well, him and DLC. They owe no. us. Yeah. pila for the postseason. Uh, I, I'm riding more or less with Cali. I think it goes three. I think Cabrera pitches the third game. I think the player that's going to stand out the most is going to be Braxton game two. I think Braxton pitches and usually gets pulled after six. I think he goes seven or eight strong, kind of lets our bullpen rest, and we're going to rely heavily on the bullpen to game three. Um, I just don't Jeez. feel good against Wheeler. I don't feel good against Wheeler. And Lozardo has been up and down this year. I want to take game one. If we take game one, I'll bet the house that we take game two. But I, I don't feel confident about game one. Hopefully, I am dead wrong. But, um, you know, I, I do think that we could take this series. I just I, I love when you're this level of underdog, right? Because I feel like that's what with the playoffs and stuff like that. It's almost like it's meant to be when you're this level of, like, looked over. Like, Philly fans are all talking about the Brave series already. Like they're talking about how they're not scared of the Braves and how they're going to beat the Braves on their way to the NLCS. So I love that they're that confident because I just feel like it's meant to be for us to knock them off that high pedestal. So I'm excited. Playoff baseball here in Miami. Well, technically not in Miami, but with the Miami team in it. And I I will tell you one thing. If this team was healthy, nobody would want to face us. With Yuri, no. with Sandy, a healthy arise, nobody. And I think that it's it almost plays into our hand for next season because we have a nice, healthy core. Kim's going to add a couple more pieces. This team is mm-hmm. going to be serious next year. So right now we're playing with house money. Next year is the year. We're going to be two for two playoff-wise this year and next. Year two of the Battered Marlins Fans podcast next year also. I mean, I, is it a coincidence? Spaz, you said, is it a coincidence? 
don't, I don't know. We, we started this podcast and uh, we're in the postseason. That's it. Shit's happening. <laughs> All right. Uh, final thoughts. Spaz, any final thoughts? Uh, no, just watch and support however you can. Uh, they're having that watch party at the stadium. At the stadium. Mm-hmm. Free parking, uh, free admission. Uh, I might go there depending, uh, you know, but uh, yeah. If we get away one, I might go to game two, uh, the watch party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I might be on that boat with you. Yeah. yeah. If, if we do that, I'll, I'll commit to driving down from Broward for that. Because yeah, yeah, game two, after we win game one with Brax on the mound, yeah, I want to be there for Ooh. that. Yeah. Brian, final thoughts. Final thoughts, just soak it all in, guys. You never know when you're going to be here again. It doesn't come easy. It took me – I was in high school. I had to skip school with my dad multiple times to go to Marlins playoff games. So soak it in. And if we get past the Phillies, your asses all better be out there. Wednesday. You better pack that stadium Wednesday and Thursday, mm-hmm. and you better come find us. I do. I want him to buy his beer, man. Nobody <laughs> buying you beer, man. You better start buying other people beer. I just want to meet more fans. That's what I want okay. to do. And I want to share the joy that this podcast has brought, at least to me, with everybody that listens and is in here because this is just a great season and we should all share it together. Yeah, I man. I'm looking forward. To that. I wish Peter Pratt could make it down here. Callie, final thoughts. I saw you bought tickets. He bought tickets. He Did bought tickets. Yeah, he got tickets. I would 100% expect Peter Pratt to, to if we make it bring back, his scouse ass over here. Yeah, he, Peter yeah. Pratt's going to be here next week. If, That'd if be wild. Here. Hey, Peter, if you come down here, if you listen to this and you come down here, you contact me. We're going to get you some, some We're gear. We're going to get together. Well, yeah, we got we to do something. That, that care package that we've been meaning to send them, we got to yes. get some in person. Yeah. Cali, yeah. final thoughts? Um, Man, enjoy it. Enjoy it, man. It, it's there's nothing quite like playoff baseball and I love every sport, man. I love baseball, football, soccer, basketball, hockey. I love it all, man. There's nothing quite like playoff baseball and because every you know, pitch counts. That's why it's so fun. Yeah, yeah. man. It, it's the only game where you can't run out the clock. It's the, it's the only game where you have to give a chance, a chance to the other team at the end, man, let's soak it in, get in, get lucky. And let, let, let's pop a little more champagne, man. Just a little it, more, man. Uh, in Brax, we trust Lazardo's gonna come through. I just, I feel good. So, uh, if you are listening on audio, please leave the five star review, comment, all that other good stuff. If you are watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. And if you guys were joining us in the chat, thank you as always. You guys are the best part of this show. And we will be back previewing the Brave series when we talk about how we're gonna go on to the NLCS. No, is that too much? No, maybe. Okay. No, let's do it, baby. (laughs) Whatever. We'll be back at some point. I don't know. We'll see how this series goes. We'll be back. What would it be? It'd have to be Thursday. Thursday Thursday. post game. Thursday post game. Our normal day, Thursday. Yeah. Let's see. Hopefully. We got it, guys. We got it. So until the next one, have a good one.